Humor. Recording Silas Marner is a formidable challenge for many reasons. For one thing, the sentences, as we have discussed, are long, so I inevitably stumble over my words at some point, and usually just as I'm nearing the sentence's end. I could make an amusing outtake reel of the many oaths I have uttered. In these latest chapters, it was something else that often tripped me up. Again and again, I found myself having to go back and re-record when the sentence I was reading made me laugh out loud. Elliot has a deliciously wry sense of humor, and there is no better butt for her jokes than Dunsey Cass. The first one that got me appears after Dunstan, having shown the remarkably bad judgment of riding a horse in the hunt that he was selling for desperately needed money, gets the horse killed on a hedge stake. It was this sentence, with its searingly funny tangential clause. Quote, His own ill-favored person, which was quite unmarketable, escaped without injury. But poor Wildfire, unconscious of his price, turned on his flank and painfully panted his last. Unquote. There are many layers to this satire. Dunsey's reduction of the horse to its monetary value, the horse's obliviousness to the loss of that worth as it suffers the loss of its life, and the suggestion that it is Dunsey himself who is really the worthless one. It's hard to dissect humor without killing it, but in any case, just let me say that the aside, which was quite unmarketable, had me in stitches. This one, too, was hilarious. Quote, Dunstan, whose nature it was to care more for immediate annoyances than for remote consequences, no sooner recovered his legs and saw that it was all over with wildfire than he felt a satisfaction at the absence of witnesses to a position which no swaggering could make enviable. Unquote. The image of the feckless, foolhardy Dunsey, named as such in the much more polite terms of one whose nature it was to care more for immediate annoyances than for remote consequences, getting up, dusting himself off, looking around for witnesses, and finding, to his relief, that he need not try to disguise his humiliation with swagger, cracked me up. But maybe funnier still is that he swaggers even without witnesses, in a vain effort to redeem himself in his own estimation. Quote, buttoning his coat, twisting the lash of his hunting whip compactly round the handle, and wrapping the tops of his boots with a self-possessed air, as if to assure himself that he was not at all taken by surprise. Unquote. It's as if he stood up and said, I meant to do that, to no one but himself. Then, having to make a shameful journey home on foot through the fog, he immediately sets to work on twisting the situation into a story he can boast about to his friends. Elliot says he, quote, set off with the sense that he was undertaking a remarkable feat of bodily exertion, which somehow, and at some time, he should be able to dress up and magnify to the admiration of a select circle at the rainbow. Unquote. And finally, though there were many more to choose from, these were just my favorites, there was this account of Dunsey's mental processes that Riley reveals just what a dunce he is. He decides he must frighten Silas into lending him money because, quote, 
his own arithmetical convictions were not clear enough to afford him any forcible demonstration as to the advantages of interest. And as for security, he regarded it vaguely as a means of cheating a man by making him believe that he would be paid." Unquote. Not only can he offer no interest or security on the loan, he can't even comprehend those concepts. After all, as Eliot tells us, quote, Dunstan's mind was as dull as the mind of a possible felon usually is. Unquote. I hope I haven't butchered Eliot's humor with analysis. I mean only to highlight how darn funny this novel is, and to encourage you to note the lines that make you laugh. <laughs> 